I love the fact that I have a property manager. Someone else is vested in this besides me, pushing me, you know, like my success is their success. I love yeah. sharing that with someone else because I need, I kind of need that because I think if it's just me, I'm going to, I'm going to second guess everything. I'm going to want it to be perfect. That's just my personality. Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm excited about our conversation today. These are my favorite types of episodes on the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. And when when I get to talk to short-term rental investors that are diving into this game, willing to share their story and willing to talk about the journey that it takes to get into the short-term rental game. Today, we've got Shelly Neiman joining us. Shelly, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Her and her husband, Trent, dove into this game a little while ago. What about a little more than a year ago now, right? When when we started getting like serious about it. a year ago. About a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're going to dive right in. Shelly's joining us. Trent's not able to to join us today. He's a big part of this process and this journey as well, but we're going to go through this kind of unpack this the the story and the journey and right before we hit record i was telling shelly one of the my favorite parts about these conversations is a lot of times like we our goal is to have people walk into this game with their eyes wide open we want people to know kind of what it takes but sometimes it's a little bit more of a struggle and a journey and harder than you think it's going to be in the very beginning right when you before you dive in you know it's fun to go through and talk about that and really unpack because sometimes we hear these major success stories and we hear somebody that you know it seems like it's all roses and and sunshine and and rainbows and we're like man what's wrong with me if that's not what's happening and that's really not the game right we have to be committed to the process and you know shelly i was i'm one of my favorite parts about yours and trent's story is just the commitment to the outcome and getting getting through the process there's not major issues and obstacles but there's obstacles along the way that you guys had to go through and so i want to unpack that and talk about the journey but before we start Let's talk. I always like to start about, you know, where you're from, what your background is, and what got you interested in the short-term rental game in the first place. I grew up in Houston, Texas, and then I uh, had the ambition to like live abroad and live in New York and <laughs> kind of moved around a lot um, after high school and call in college. And um, so I guess like in a way I've kind of um had the experience of looking for a new place to live almost like every year, <laughs> moving a lot and um, living in all different areas in these really fun cities. I also went to a university in Austin, so I'm familiar with Austin as well. Sorry, University of Texas in Austin. <laughs> I didn't think say that right. Uh, and um, so I, I guess like there's, so there's this part of me that just enjoys traveling, you know, from, from having that experience. And, um, when I moved to LA, it was because my husband and I, um, my husband lived here. And so I was, um, I was in New York, he was in LA and I came to visit him in November and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> this is so much nicer than New York city right now. <laughs> Cause I was freezing and I just fell in love with California. I moved out here, fell in love with him. We got married. Part of, uh, moving out here was just discovering California because I didn't know much about it. Part of moving out here and learning about California was just like doing all these weekend road trips, you know, with him. And we had two little dogs at, at the time. We just like discovered all these like fun little cities within, you know, right outside of LA that we just love to go to like up North, um, like Ojai, Santa Barbara, down South, San Diego, all the little fun beach areas, like 
Orange County, San Diego, and then um, and then the desert and the mountains. And just like that was like me just like really loving the whole weekend trip, right? The whole you know weekend trip from uh, LA. Quite often we would stay in Airbnbs or little bed and breakfasts. You know, that was kind of our vibe was just like small, quaint, personality places. And I always just had it in the back of my head. It would be so fun, you know, if we could do that. In fact, there's this place down in North County, San Diego that we love, Encinitas. There's this little bitty N and I, and there's like seven rooms and it's super just like the location's amazing, but there's no, nothing fancy about this place, like bed, small fridge, you know, bad AC <laughs> kind of. And I remember thinking like, man, we could really fix this place up. Wouldn't that be fun? This is my dream. I want to be a bed and breakfast owner or a yeah. little hotel owner. I would always just say that when we would go there and do those things. So it's just been on my mind for a very long time, you know, just always thought about it. And I think you know, how most people, it's like you hear about someone that does it, right? Like yeah. we had a friend that bought a place. It was a Trent's friend bought a place in Joshua Tree, actually Yucca Valley, which is the city right before. And every time we'd see him, we like, tell us all about it. Tell us your journey. And we were just so intrigued at this guy that did it. And like, then you'd hear about someone else and you just, you know, I'd, I'd ask them their story. You know, I kind of, um, and my, I remember I had a friend I was telling about, she's like, you know, I always hear you talk about this. And I was like, you're right. I should just get the guts to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's just, you know, like it's just been a dream for so long. I can't, I, as far back as I can remember. That's awesome. And, and so when, when, what, and then you guys started, you know, obviously you and Trent started talking about it, like, Hey, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should, you know, create our own story and be our own, our own story of, of this game. And so when you like, what was like, was there anything that spurred you besides just kind of those, was it just accumulation of those conversations with other people? Cause that, that's one of the reasons why I love these types of episodes as well is I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, man, I was, I've listened to the podcast forever. I heard all these stories. And then I just, the accumulation of these stories just finally said, Hey, I'm going to go do this. I want to go figure this game out. Is that kind of how it was for you guys? Or was there like one big moment that you were like, yep, now we're doing it. There was this this part of me that was like, okay, my son's finally in a place where does, I don't know, like, you know, being a stay at home mom, like there's just so many needs on my plate at one time that I just, you know, felt, I always felt like I was spread so thin in a way. And then I don't know, we were, I was uh, homeschooling for a bit. That was a big part of my time. So I feel like I was finally in a place where I felt like I could take on a project, you know, like my, my, my daytime scheduled opened up while he was in school. And by the way, that was going to happen. And then COVID happened (laughs) and all that got wiped away because school was canceled. Right. We were homeschooling. And so like, you know, it's, it wasn't like all of a sudden it happened, it happened and then it didn't. And then, you know, so I was kind of always itching for a project to take on. There was another business idea I had too. So I kind of followed both business ideas to see mm-hmm. what would work. It was like time, money, you know, and then finally like just working towards that and, and getting um, the courage to, <laughs> to, to join a group like Vodacy, you know, it's like, that's a, that's, it's, it's a little intimidating. You're like, oh no. But there was this part of me that I felt like I've had success in the past where people 
tell me what to do. And I follow the template, you know, just in various things in my life, whether it be like changing my diet, working on a health problem, whatever, like I do really well if someone has done it before me and yeah. gives me the template and I follow it. And I really, uh, and I, and I know some people are better at explaining that than others too. You know, it takes a skill to actually clearly lay out how to do something. And so I really knew I wanted that model to follow. And so it was great because I just, uh, you know, I, I want to say a lot of people um, definitely like want to show the red flag if there's money involved, you know, like if you have yeah. to sign up and spend, you know, like there's like for some reason, like people really want to put the the brakes on when yeah. that's the case. But for me, I, I know from experience, like actually when you do sign up for something that does take an investment and, in, uh, you know, it helps you stay accountable as well. It's that first layer of commitment, I always say, right? Yeah. If, you know, if we, if everything was free, you're, there's like that, there's such a thin veil of entry that it's really easy to give up, right? And so, yeah. you know, when you're invested, and sometimes that is a financial investment, especially when we're talking about like coaching, mentoring somebody to help you along the way, a lot of times, you know, the, the more money you pay, the more typically the higher success stories that group is going to have a lot of times because the commitment is larger on the front end from the people who join. So you have a different group of people who are joining. And it's, it's interesting mm -hmm. that you bring that up because the psychology behind coaching a lot of times it's like, man, we, there's, there's a lot of coaches who love to coach and would do it for free all day long. And like, even for us, there's nothing inside. And you know, this inside of our, our, our mastermind group, there's nothing that we talk about inside of there that you haven't heard me talk about on a podcast for free or in a <laughs> workshop or anything else. It's not like we have some secret that we're keeping that if you pay, you get that secret. You're going to get a higher level of commitment from us. But but really the success comes from that, that beginning commitment from a lot of the people who join those masterminds. And like you mentioned, I always say there's three things that you have to have when you're starting something is time, money, and knowledge, right? And like you said, you were waiting for the right time, right? When, when did I have the time to make this, you know, to really follow through and execute on this commitment? What, you know, are we in a financial position to do this, right? You're talking about this journey requires you to purchase properties and you have to have a certain, you have to have certain finances in order to be able to do that, right? You're, you're getting that. And then that knowledge piece is what a lot of people holds a lot of people back because we, nobody's good at anything the first time they try it, right? And so it's trying to really figure out, okay, where, where can I leverage somebody else's knowledge and how am I going to do that to help me accelerate the progress, right? But because, that's a lot of times we're going to second guess ourselves when it comes to that knowledge piece, but those three things have to line up and then you start running down the road. And I will, you know, I want to uh, put an exclamation point on when you said, you know, you've been very good at in your life of saying, Hey, listen, depending on whether it's, you know, health, whether it's finances, whether whatever it is, if somebody has a blueprint that I can follow, I'm very good at diving into that blueprint. And I can say 100%, like you, you're on, almost all of my coaching calls. You and I have talked how many, you know, many, many times over the last year throughout this journey. And you're always there saying, Hey, I'm trying to absorb more knowledge, figure out how I can get around this road, how I can get through some of these challenges. And, and then you go and, and you execute because knowledge without execution, just no, nothing happens, right? There's nothing, it, it, it's pointless. And you, you go and seek out that knowledge, but then to your credit, you do, you go, you guys go execute, you go do it. If it works great, we take the next step. If it doesn't, we iterate and we do it again. Right. And so that is to me just, I mean, when you have that type of an attitude, you're, it doesn't matter how many challenges come up, you're going to succeed because you're going to get past them. You just don't throw in the white flag.
right? Or, or wave the white flag and walk away. About a year ago, we decided to dive right into this, right? And, and start following through that process. And it wasn't the easiest process, right? I mean, how many, you were very, very patient and persistent and diligent, especially so even selecting the right market, right? You know, you had a pretty, you had a pretty good idea where you wanted to go, but even trying to stay patient through the acquisition, finding the right properties. And I mean, you, you analyzed countless properties, right? It was a, you, you dove in and it wasn't an easy road right from the very beginning as far as being like just everything lining up in place, correct? It must've been on your course or somebody said it's good for your first one to be within, I don't know how many hour drive distance. And, and that was yeah. definitely like what we thought too, like, okay, we want to be able to drive to our first one. And so I wrote down all the areas and, um, I will say like price had a big factor yeah. in like us picking sure. the right area. Especially being in but, California, right? The, the, the whole West Coast is expensive. Yeah. Like I kind of was looking at all of the areas, but it just became yeah. very clear for our first one. Like this, let's, I didn't want to get in over our heads. I kind of wanted something that it felt manageable that we felt yeah. comfortable with. Looking for a place was, um, I, I just, I don't know how, I mean, I'm like, is it always going to take this long? But you have to get to know the neighborhoods and you have to really kind of like understand like what's, what are people looking for? And I think I really um, love, I mean, obviously air DNA was just the, the biggest help for that because I think I saw what was successful and I just combed over all of those Airbnb yeah. listings to just get a sense like this is what you kind of need to be successful in this market. But it took, you know, it took a while to get that. And then going there and like really looking in person and like having that experience of like, um, we would always say to ourselves, okay, it's about the experience. So how do we feel when we get there? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, how's that feeling when you're on the, on, at the place, you know, yeah. and it didn't have to be perfect. It was just like, do we have that feeling that we can make it that way too, you know? And, and it was very obvious that a lot of the places didn't have it. So yeah. when I, there was this moment in the, in our house where I was like, walk, like in the front yard, walking up to it. And I was like, Oh, this, this feels good. Like this, like, I like the way I feel right here. And I like my view. I like what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and that stuck with me because when we first saw our, our place, it was just, price much higher than what we got it for. And so I kind of said, oh, well, this isn't going to work because the numbers didn't The numbers didn't like match. It. Yeah, they didn't so work. So I kept, we kept looking and we kept looking and we kept looking and then we kept going back to it. And uh, we were able to, to get it in the end. And um, that was because of the market, because we were in a place where we could negotiate because no one else was buying. It was so helpful to have the uh, experience of Odyssey talking to you, having the data from AirDNA, like just knowing, like, even though there's not many people out there, this is still a good decision <laughs> because yeah. of all of the work, you know, all of the background that you teach us to do, all of right. the, the work that you, you're like, you got to do this, you know, underwrite. So funny how like you, when like, what is underwriting? Yeah. <laughs> when you've never done it, you're like, sometimes I always, t I, I make the mistake sometimes when I'm talking about stuff, I'm just assuming everybody knows what I'm talking about and doing. And it's like, no, I mean, we just, but when you, the first time you're doing it, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of doing that. But even like going back to how many no's you had to say, how many, how many, like right. when you walked up and said this, I don't, this doesn't feel right. The numbers don't work. This is a problem. Really just being able to recognize that in understanding where your property goals are, what your, you know, 
what you are willing to do and not willing to do as far as biting off on a commitment on finances and, and debt service and all those different things is being able to go through that process. And one, it's so obvious when the right one is there, right? And But even the right property might not line up numbers wise if it's not priced correctly, right? And like you said, this one that you guys saw because of the because of the environment in the market, it was sitting on the market for a little while. When it came mm -hmm. out, you liked the property, you just knew it felt good, but the numbers didn't work, and you had to be patient, and you had to keep looking, and you had to keep you know going through. And I remember having a few conversations along the way. You're saying do I need to change my criteria? Do I need to change markets, right? And you remember, remember asking me that many times and I'm like, no, let's, let's stick with our property goals and let's be patient. But you were like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to like move on because this doesn't feel like it's coming together, right? I love that you're reminding me about this because yeah. like, I don't remember that, but that's great. Yeah, I mean, of course it's emotional. It's like buying real estate is difficult. And yeah, no, of course, and it wasn't easy and oh, all the things weren't lining up and you know, I remember um, the one thing you you encouraged that we didn't do, but now I see the value in it is actually buying a place that is totally furnished, that comes like with everything. And I remember I, I just never thought in a million years like that price would equal what we would spend setting a place yeah. up. And it did. You were right. Yeah. It's just a lot of work and a lot of money to get a place set up. Nonetheless, I'm really happy with the path that we took, but I do see the value in that, which was very hard for me to see at the beginning. I think the, that your first one, you probably, it's like the biggest learning curve, right? You learn so much from it. Also, I wanted to say that um, through all of this, you really like those beginning lessons are so, I think so important because I really sat down and thought about uh, like, who's our target audience. I'm like, we're, we're the target audience. Yeah. I felt really good about that. Like we're attracting to it. We're trying to attract ourselves, you know, yeah. and that made that easy, you know, that part easy, but also it did help me think of like, okay, but who else are we? We can't just go for this one area. We need to also think about a different group. And that is like young adults who are, not traveling with their kids, you know, anyways. When you're identifying who the target audience is, how are you gonna create a great experience for that target audience? There is some crossover, but you don't wanna be so broad that you're just attracting anybody and everybody because that's when you just become kind of a bland model home that is that ends up blending into the crowd, right? And so like, like you mentioned, I always say that, just you are your target audience. You are the demographic you're going after, right? Whether it's families, right. whether it's couples getaways, and we can, we can attract that crossover, right? You and Trent were traveling around and enjoying Airbnbs and, and bed and breakfasts and kind of checking out all these little areas before you had kids too, right? You were doing this. So you understand exactly. that target audience as well, yeah. which is still part of your target audience there in, in this property. Yes, and definitely. so you're able to set that up. And, I, and you mentioned that setup phase and the acquisition phase and you know, you're and just saying, and I always say, you know, sometimes that first one, one, you they do get easier, right? Your first one, there is a big learning curve. It's the first time you're going through it. That's why I always tell people, it's imagine not having a blueprint or a process to follow. Like it's just like you trying to reinvent the wheel in this game is very, it, it's a it's a long process, and you want to talk about a really expensive learning curve is is really diving into something you don't quite understand because it's hard enough when you do have a blueprint to follow, mm -hmm. and. You know, as much as everybody wants to have the easy button, that like the easy button and say everything is everything's going to be perfect. That's just not what it is. Right. We're we want to commit to an outcome that's three to five years from now and build this up to where all of a sudden it really becomes this lifestyle financial 
you know, freedom game that, and that doesn't happen overnight. And it's not going to happen without rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. And we always have to be reminded of that a little bit going through the process and life has a way of reminding us of that. Like, Hey, listen, but, but also looking back, like if it was easy, we wouldn't be as proud of ourselves as we are when it's hard. Right. I remember, That's true. you know, my, my daughter, I remember when she was, she was barely little and I have this video on my phone and I, I watch it all the time. And she went out across the monkey bars or the, I don't know what they're called. The things that you, you, the monkey bars where you're, monkey yeah. yeah. And you, you hold your hands and you go across and for the first time, and she was able to make it across and she jumped off. And she was so excited. She said, I'm so proud of myself, you know? And it was oh. like, because it was hard because she tried it so many times and wasn't able to do it. And she, and we have that sense of accomplishment when you get through some of those hard times and saying, I'm glad that we went through this, right? I'm glad that I'm glad that I learned that because next time it's going to be easier. I'm going to be that much more equipped. I'm going to be ready to go. But also we appreciate what we have a little bit more when it was a little bit tough to do. Right. And, and if it was easy, everybody would do it. And, and so we have to remind ourselves of that as well. Going back to that, that lesson on acquiring a furnished versus unfurnished, I would say the most exhausting phase is that setup phase. It's short lived, but it is expensive and it's very time consuming. And it's, you know, it's, it's a short lived phase, but if you don't budget correctly and you're not organized and you're not able to get stuff and even, even the best laid plans during the setup phase is very, I mean, it's a very involved phase, right? When you're getting that property set up, ready to go yeah. launched and everything else. And so, and you look back and you're saying, man, I could have paid an extra hundred grand or 150 grand for a property that was already set up beautifully. Yeah. and save myself a lot of heartache. And then that's why I say that very, be very like, look and see what that's worth because most of the time it ends up being pretty equal. It's true. I mean, cause I feel like what, no matter what you do, you're going to change something. So you there's, yep. there's work to be done, yep. but you know, like just what you said, like I kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into and I wanted to appreciate our hard work. I wanted to, to have a blank slate where we can use our creative skills and work together as a family. Like that's definitely a big selling point of yep. Odyssey for me is yeah. just, I'm not the only one, you know, like you just hear from everyone, like getting the family involved is so, yep. so awesome. And um, of course it wasn't exactly how I imagined it to be. Like, like let's face it, I did, uh, you know, it's whoever can do the work does the work, you know? Right. And, but long story short, there were moments where we were all there, you know, my son's helping, my husband and they're assembling the table in the back and I'm doing this and the boxes need to get break broken down so that my son can help with the boxes getting broke, you know, and it was just, and we did it, you know, and like yeah. that, I just had a vision of, like, I really wanted that, you know, yeah. I, I just think that like when we go there now we get to like, just see the fruits of our labor and it's, and what's nice is like, it's there, it's not going anywhere. Right. Right. <laughs> like this is going to be in our, our family forever, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I wonder what we'll do for the next one. I wonder if we will go through that again or if we'll get one pre-done. Uh, pre I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it, It's interesting. Cause now the last three that I've, that I've, purchased and set up, I just hire it all out, right? Because I'm like, the, when I think about putting the beds together and moving the furniture and taking the boxes and putting all the, the light fixtures together, I just, I'm like, I don't want to do it. But the funny <laughs> thing is I was having this conversation yesterday. There's something about me that misses those times because I remember every setup that we did as a family. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, there was, there was times where we're, you know, I'm, I'm 
cussing the screwdriver or something as I'm putting it together <laughs> and I hit my hand. But but then I remember all of those times that are at the end of the day where we all worked our butts off to get these properties set up. And I and, yeah. and just like the sense of accomplishment. I do miss that at times when on the last ones that we hire that stuff out. And so it's interesting. Yes. I I feel like the next one, I'm probably going to set it up myself again. And then, and then I'm going to say, I don't want to do it again. Right. Because it, it is a lot of work, but there's something about that that I miss. There's just something yep. about just rolling up your sleeves and and putting in the work that 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 you miss at times in and even though i don't look forward to it by any stretch like tomorrow if i you know buy a property tomorrow and the setup phase i'm not necessarily looking forward to it but looking back i miss the the memories of doing it with the family because that's yeah. what we we would go down and, and it would be a week-long vacation that's a work vacation right we're working the right. whole time but we're we're doing it together and there's you know i like that my kids have to do that i like that we get together as a family and go go spend the time and so it's it's interesting that we kind of bring that up because i don't know either i kind of wonder i was talking about that yesterday like I, there's something about me that misses the setup phase a little bit well i will say like um we all got like hurt like we all have our injury from yeah <laughs> And, um, but the one thing that, I mean, we had a property manager and that was something that, you know, I was like, should we self man? Like I had that thought for like a hot second, yeah. <laughs> but you really encouraged us. And like, we leaned on him so much because it was like, okay, we did one bed. Can you help us assemble yeah. the other ones? Cause yeah. that took forever <laughs> and, you know, painting just various things. He was, he took care of uh, that for us. Yeah. And so and then we assume, we put up all the artwork because that was just something we you, we had to decide where mm -hmm. that would go. But, you know, like obvious things we would get someone else to help us with. So it was invaluable to have a local, like, you know, someone that would Yeah, that, that local. And that's, you yeah. know, your local team members. And what I would say, you know, the most important relationship we will ever have as investors is that property manager, right? Is who are, yeah. who are you going to be? having you help you deliver that experience that you work so hard to create. And, and, and that is such an important relationship, but also their boots on the ground. They've got the resources. They can help you when something needs to be put back together or fixed or anything else. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, th that, that local resource is such an important part of this process. Even if you're self-managing, having, having some boots yeah. on the ground and the maintenance and cleaners, they're still such an, an invaluable part of the team that is just, you know, even on the self-management side, people overlook and say you, they have everybody who self-manages has that that key one or two people that are right there for turnovers every single day or for something that goes wrong. Right. And so it's mm -hmm. uh, in, in, our, in our case and in your case, we have our property managers that help us with that. And so there is one thing that can make or break your success with short term rentals, and that's your ability to provide your guests with an amazing night's rest. We're taking all of the guesswork out of selecting the perfect mattress system. We, Personally, I have these custom mattresses in every one of my short term rentals. We love them so much that we even got them in our own personal homes here in Utah. So visit VodiceySleepSystem.com and use the promo code PODCAST. It's all caps at checkout to get 55% off. So we got that. We got ready to launch. Um, we we just went live, right? It's not been too long. It's been about a month, month and a half. Is that about right? Yeah. December, yeah. mid-December. Mm -hmm. Mid-December on the launch. Um, so kind of the kind of the slow time, but not not really. It's still the, the desert. Still people are, you know, you're, you're, you're outside of LA, a major market. I mean, it is seasonal outside of Joshua Tree National Park. And so, but you still have people going during that time, right? And so probably more right. weekend travelers, not a ton during the week, I would assume. Um, and, and so tell us a little bit about 
out that first, you're still, you're still right in the beginning stages of the launch. Launch is usually three to six month process and we're a month and a half in. And so talk about Good the launch sure. a little bit and like how you feel and like how it's going, what adjustments we're making, what like kind of the iterations, because this is that time right now, you're right in the middle of making a lot of changes and adjustments to kind of figure out what the market will bear and what the market wants, right? I will say the deadline for tax reasons to get it up and running in 2023, I think was super helpful because I can imagine if I didn't have that deadline, we would have drug yeah. that thing out because I wanted it to be perfect. And my property manager was like, it's good. Look, trust me, it's good enough. This is looking much better than some other properties I've launched. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Open it, open the doors. Let's, he like had the listing before. I was like, I don't know if I even want that listing live. Like it was, he was like, do you want me to take it back down? I'm like, no, I'm just, it's hard. It was so hard for me to let that yeah. thing like be yeah. up and running, but I'm so glad he just did it. Cause it's like, ugh, you know, we threw ourselves. And so anyways, we got bookings this, you know, in 2023, like the, that, that last week and a half of December, which was mm -hmm. perfect. And, and then, um, so yeah, the, the holiday travel was great. You know, it was super busy and then January was slow. And so that was kind of hard. It was like a roller coaster, you know? And yeah. um, so coming on the calls was so helpful to just listen to like, okay, that's how a lot of calendars are right now. Yeah. And, um, and guess what? Just February is like, I mean, we are, we are booked. February yeah. is booked. That's awesome. And March is getting there and April has like one pretty good reservation. We are actually going enjoying it every, once a month. So there's that's dates awesome. blocked out for us. And I'm so happy about that because that's why we did this to enjoy yeah. it. And um, I guess we're trying to understand where it all, it's all going to happen because it is a seasonal, apparently spring is a very um, popular yep. month. So that's obviously going to be our higher um, nightly rates. So therefore, I think those book kind of last minute yes, is what I'm sure. understanding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, that, and we talked about this on the call, but you've got a property that is, you know, it's not a six, seven bedroom, nine bedroom, 10 bedroom property that needs right. to book out very far in advance with huge groups. It's going to be similar to like my three bedroom property in Cherry Log or my four bedroom property in St. George, where pretty much our calendar books out two weeks in advance max and that's it. We just don't yeah. book out very far. But we, you know, that the property in Cherry Log is the number one revenue property this last year in that market. And so it's not, um, that can work. You don't have to have it booked completely, you know, out forever. And, you know, and you do have to have that patience, right? You you launch your baby, right? It's like, okay, I'm putting it out to the world and I want everybody to love it as much as I do. And all of a sudden it has good, good traffic. And then all of a sudden in January, we're like, man, I, it was pretty slow and like, what am I doing wrong? What do we need to do? It's just, we just, it's patience, right? We, and that's what we said when, when you, when we, when we have our calls and we talk about it, we're like, you're going to be good. We're looking at the property. It's a great property. Those of you that are listening or watching, you always know that we put these property links in the show notes. So you can go check them out. And uh, I mean, super fun property with the dome that you have out there that, you know, in fact, we're, um, my wife is, we're, we've got one on order. Just thanks oh, to wow. Shelly and Trent, we've got the, we've got the dome on order for our, it's actually going in our backyard out by the, by the pasture, by the horses. And it'll be kind of fun to just sit out there. And so it'll be, uh, nice. yeah. And then kind of overlooking the pool area, but you're, uh, so the, but you've got the dome out there, which is really mm -hmm. fun for the desert stargazing and just hanging out all of a sudden you're noticing that, Hey, listen, we're going to start to gain that momentum and it's brand new. 
you know, February's booked, March is getting booked, you know, April's starting to, and it's probably, it's not going to, you're not going to go too far out, but you're now you're right. going into a really, a really nice momentum into the spring and summer season. And uh, I'm really excited for you guys. It, the property turned out beautifully. You guys, your, your hard Thanks. work shows. Um, and, and I know how hard you worked and I, and I'm so proud of you. Like I, I love oh. being a part of that process and I'm so proud of just like, you know, your, your diligence of staying committed to the process, even during some of those times where you're like, man, do I need to change? Do I need to do something different? Should, should we do something here? And, and, and it's just really, really fun for me to see it come to life. And so, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. And, and I always ask people, you know, when you look back, right. And would you mm -hmm. do it again? Like, is it something you would say, yeah, I would do that again. Or man, that was too hard. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a one and done. Oh, it, it depends on what day you, right. <laughs> what day we ask me, no, yeah. If you would ask me like right after I'd be like, I'm never doing this again. No. And then give me a week to get over like the setup phase. And I'm like, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I will say I would listen to a lot. And every once in a while I would play some of those videos back to my husband and um, what helped me so much was him saying to me, Shelly, get this to the finish line because <laughs> yeah. I would get like hung, something wouldn't go right or cost a lot more than I thought. And this wasn't budgeted and yada, yada, whatever. And I would just be like stuck sometimes. And, you know, just like Trent would be like, get to the finish line, just do what it takes. Don't sweat the small stuff. And I was like, okay, that's so helpful. And I, I think you kind of need it. I need like, and my property manager too, like Shelly, we're good. You know, like, yeah. like, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And so I love the fact that I have a property manager. Someone else is vested in this besides me pushing me, you know, like my success is their success. I love yeah. sharing that with someone else. Cause I need, I kind of need that because I think if it's just me, I'm going to, I'm going to second guess everything. I'm going to want it to be perfect. That's just my personality. And so it's really helpful to have other people just kind of like, you can do yeah. it. You can do it. Keep going. You'll love be fine. And, and yeah. having examples. Oh my gosh. Cherry log. Just think, you know, thank God I got to like, like learn all about your experience, what you did showing that it's a year you're the most successful property in that area it's just so helpful yeah. to have yeah. that that uh inspiration that's awesome awesome and and i love that trent too. was like i love that just hey get it to the finish line i mean it's so it's so awesome when you have people in your corner that are like hey you're gonna you're gonna do this i know you you know you're you're gonna you're not you're not quitting you're not giving up on this but sometimes right. you just need that reminder like you know and and then you're like yep you're right we're gonna we're gonna get this done so that's awesome shelly and i and that's it's a really like i said it's been really fun to watch the process and just super proud of you guys and so as we're as we're wrapping up every episode i always have one question for everybody I'm not put you on the spot a little bit but I always look back and saying, okay, if you can go back now, know what you know now, right? Knowing the process, the journey, the things that you know today that you didn't know yesterday, what would you tell yesterday's self of saying, hey, listen, this is this is important. This is something that I wish I knew in the very beginning that I don't didn't know, you know, or or something that you believed that wasn't true that you're that you're like now I'm like okay, I, I would follow that piece of advice or some advice you could give your younger self. Of course, I kind of wish we did this sooner. Um <laughs> you think that there's a traditional way of doing it. Cause like, okay, we bought our house and we live, I don't know. Like there's that, there's a yeah. traditional way of doing stuff, but there's also non-traditional ways of doing stuff. And there's yeah. a lot of people out there that are doing extremely non-traditional ways that are like, you know, interesting and, 
and risky, but yet there's reward from it. So I guess like, I, I kind of wish I looked into it earlier yeah. of like, okay, how are people doing this? How are they financing it? How are they finding these properties? You know, yeah. just yeah. kind of like getting, um, cause even if you just go down the path, that doesn't mean you're actually going to do it. You know, right. you can just, <laughs> right. you can just get real close to it, you yeah. know? And then decide if that's something you want to. And yeah. so I definitely think um, it's real easy to think, oh, I can't do this. It's yeah. only for these kind of, or whatever. You have to have all this figured out. And um, there's, it's just like listening to the podcast. It's uh, really helped me understand that, that there's a lot of ways to, um, to start your investing. That's awesome. I love it. And I'd say out of as many podcasts as we've done, as many interviews, and as many times I've asked that question, 90% of the time, that's the answer I get is, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I would have started sooner. I wish I would have just explored these different avenues to see what right. was right for me, right? And and to say, okay, is there a different way to do, you know, to get to the outcome that I'm really looking for? And so, you know, and there's a lot of different reasons to do it. Like, you know, this, we want the financial investment. A lot of people talk about the money and everything else. But one of my favorite things that you said in our conversation was, you guys are going and using the property every month because that was a big reason you bought it, right? It's like, now we've got this property we can go to as a family and every month we're committed to going and using it and spending time and creating those memories, right? They truly are lifestyle assets, which is why I call them that because there's more to it than just the investment side, right? That while the investment side is important, it's, there's other things that why we love this asset class, but just, just saying, okay, there's other ways to, to get for where we're at to where we want to go. Maybe it's short-term rentals, maybe it's not, but explore it and realize that, you know, whatever road you're going to run down, starting sooner rather than later is always a good thing. Right. And so, <laughs> so Shelly, um, yeah. I'm really, really proud of you guys. This is awesome. Thanks. It's been so fun that you are willing to come on and share your journey and talk about the process. And, you know, because everybody, you know, you're, you're a few steps ahead of somebody else listening now and saying, and maybe they're in that th thought process of, I keep talking about this. I keep wanting to do this. And you can be an inspiration to them to say, hey, listen, you can do it, right? It doesn't, like you, you mentioned, there's people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different financial capabilities that are able to go make things happen in their own lives. And, and so I always appreciate you coming on and sharing that story and being willing to share that story. Not everybody is. And so thank you so much for doing that. And it's been so fun to watch your guys' journey and continue to watch it. I'm excited um, to just kind of see where we're going from here. And so thank those you. of you listening, we always appreciate your time. We know how valuable it is and we appreciate you spending it with us. At the end of every episode, you guys know I always ask you two favors. First one is if you know somebody else that loves the short-term rental game or is interested in the short-term rental game that will get value out of these shows, share the show. Those things help us. They help us spread the word. They help other people walk into this game with their eyes wide open. That's our goal here on this podcast and what we're doing here at Vodacy. And that final thing that I always ask you, which I think is the most important thing, is to go pick one thing you can do, just one thing, just a little thing every single day that you can do to start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.